listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kat. And I'm Faith. Faith, do we have any patrons to thank? We do. We have the always wonderful Anna. Anna, thank you so much. Thank Anna you. with one N. Yeah, we really appreciate it, Anna. Hey, Faith, do you have any interesting listener communications you'd like to start off with? I do. Uh, I do. I have a, a fun one. Cool. They write and say, hi, I love the podcast. Yay. You and Kath are super inspirational. You've really mo- gotten me motivated to tear open the closet door and actually build a life that doesn't suck. Mm. Sadly, my partner would rather break up with me than I come out. Mm. Uh, they've said so on multiple occasions. Mm. Thanks for putting out some happy content in a shitty world. Mm. Mm. I gotta say, it is often a shitty world. Mm-hmm. No, you're not wrong. We about, all, we all not wrong about that. We have to do our best to soldier on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's a that's a tricky question, you know. It's I'd rather break up. I mean, that's yeah. When when you're facing this choice, which is already not a great mm-hmm. choice to have to face, and even with a hundred percent support, I mean, you you were pretty much green lights everywhere. I was, and even then, it's not great or easy or fun no no it's not and i would say that it's often a thing that trans people uh really worry about it's it's a source of real anxiety for a lot of trans people when they're coming out because we have relationships it's a it's someone we care about someone who's an important and huge part of our life and Unfortunately, a lot of attractions are gender-based. Mm-hmm. You know, people identify or, or are attracted to, you know, one particular type of person mm-hmm. or one particular gender mm-hmm. is, is fairly common. And you worry because you're disrupting that whole dynamic, you know, sure. potentially. And it's a huge decision and it sucks when you run into... A partner that's not supportive. Yeah. What happens? And in defense of the partner, I'll I'll say, and we've said this in other episodes, but that's not what you signed up for, right? Yeah. I we've we've had a lot of questions and a lot of input and a lot of messages from people who are married, who have kids, who have grandkids, but also people who are like together and maybe planning to get married or but you know. This relationship is the important part of their life. And... And you love the person. Yeah. And they love you. Yeah. Or short of that, at least care a lot about them. Yeah. Yeah. And this is understandable for the partner. Significant. Yeah. Well, it's... Real quick, I'll I'll take the, I want to sort of answer this from the trans person point of view, and then I want you to just riff, you know, because I think we should do a whole thing where we're talking, I want, I want to hear what you would like to tell the partners who are unsupportive. Mm -hmm. As a partner, I want to hear from you, but I just want to say real quick, for transition, you're making a huge change in your life. Mm -hmm. That is going to change all sorts of aspects of your life. It may change, you know, how, it may change your job. It yeah. might change 
your church mm-hmm. or, you know, your social situation, your, your community, yeah. your community, and your relationship is one of those things in your life that is going to be affected. Mm-hmm. And when you choose to transition, and I want to reiterate something we always say, not all trans people transition. Yeah. Some trans people choose not to. Some may not be able to do their circumstances. It's so, this is like, feeling the dysphoria makes you trans. Mm-hmm. Transitioning is not what makes you trans. Not all trans people transition. But mm-hmm. if you do choose to transition, you have to balance everything in your life. And every time you come out in a situation, mm-hmm. you are always going to be risking rejection. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. And hopefully as society moves forward, it's going to be less likely that you're going to be rejected. But unfortunately, coming out does still in 2019 mean risking that rejection and Mm -hmm. that sucks that's Mm -hmm. just like there's no easy way to put that yeah there's no good way to like deal with that and again it's hard for us as mere podcasters Mm -hmm. to provide any sort of real concrete advice because every person's situation is different every Mm -hmm. person is balancing different things rejection is a real possibility yeah and Sadly, we've all been rejected, and we know that hurts, and the more we care about someone, the more that potentially is going to hurt, and it may hurt beyond the telling of it. Yeah. And that's just unfortunate and and sometimes unavoidable. It's true. It's true. And of all the risks that you're taking, of all the rejection you might encounter, people might be weird at your job. You're cousin on facebook might make transphobic comments like there's stuff you might encounter the if you have a doorman or a pharmacist i don't know your zeppelin repair guy or your zeppelin repair guy any of them might make it clear to you that this is not okay and that's shitty but it's extra super shitty when it's your person. Yeah. When it's your partner or it's your husband or wife or partner or whatever else you call each other. Like, you, you need that person. You have become a partner with that person. You give each other things. You take things from each other. You support each other. And, and to lose that or to risk losing that. I mean, I can get on some level why some trans people just don't come out. Yeah. I get it. It's I hard. Get it. If that person is your whole world. Took me freaking forever. Yeah. Yeah. So as the partner. Yeah. Bearing in mind that people are different and not every relationship is like ours and not every trans person is like you and not every cis partner is like me. I want to talk to the cis partners today. And the fact that you're listening to this gives me some hope like if you're so totally against the whole idea you wouldn't even tolerate a podcast about the cis partner of trans people but i got some words for you guys too um gosh it's it can go an almost infinite number of ways you could be jazzed and into it we've met couples like that you could be disgusted and heartbroken and start working on divorce paperwork tomorrow. We've heard of other stories like that. There are 
partners who value religion. There are partners who have incorrect ideas about genetics and chromosomes. There are partners who are suspect to a lot of pressure from their families or their communities. And there are partners who just straight up don't get it, don't like it, and can't deal with it. And there are partners who do like it and are supportive, but can't be with a person of a different sex. Homosexuals like a particular sex. Heterosexuals like a particular sex. They can't necessarily switch between the two. And even bisexual people aren't necessarily going to like the girl version of their husband or the guy version of their wife. Like, hey, cis partners, you out there with your trans, with your trans partner, and you're not sure what's going to happen next. It'd be great if you can support them and love them and help them through this. Whether you can do that in the context of a relationship, that's up to you and to to another degree, to your partner. You need to sit down and, and figure this out. And I come at this from a point of view of this is a person that you have committed to on some level, whether you're married, whether you live together, whether you adopted a cat together, I don't know. But this is your person. You chose them for a reason at some point. And if transition never came up, maybe in theory... Probably, possibly, they were going to be, you were going to be together for the rest of your lives. So, that person's not going anywhere. That person actually is going to get better. They're going to be happier. They're going to have uh, less bullshit to deal with. They're going to be more honest with you. They're going to... Less anxious. Yeah, yeah. They're going to have to go through... Uh, a colossal pain in the ass, expensive, annoying process. Again, it'd be great if you can support them through that. But think about what that's what's involved with that. Think about the money. Think about the surgery. Think about the time. Think about the discomfort slash pain slash agony. Think about the risk. Your partner's doing this because they have to. They have to. They're done putting up with the bullshit and living the lie and playing along and being this character that they were taught they had to be. They're finally brave enough, secure enough, confident enough, sure enough that they can take this massive step. And that is so awesome. If they come out to you, wow. Yeah. That's so huge. And for them to come to you and tell you that is is such a, a vote of confidence in your capacity to understand and to love and to support them. So even if you're confused or devastated or uncertain, try to see what's really beautiful and amazing and fucking cool about this whole thing try to appreciate that try to appreciate that you are so loved by this person and hopefully that you love them so much that this news is a way that things are gonna get better eventually <laughs> but better 
Better for your partner, hopefully better for you. So now I'm going to talk to the subsection of cis partners where, yeah, better for your partner, but um, really actually not better for you. And that's what I want to, that's what I want to discuss. Sometimes you won't be attracted to the person they become. Maybe you don't understand this whole thing. Maybe you don't believe in this whole thing. It's real, I promise. I can send you the peer-reviewed journal articles, but if you want, it, it is real. Maybe this isn't going to work for you. If that is the case, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's not what you signed up for. You didn't expect this. Some people can. What's the word I'm looking for? Ride through it. Yeah, adapt. Adapt, get over the bumps. Mm -hmm. Some people can't or won't or don't want to and don't have to. You're an adult, I assume. If this relationship isn't going to work for you with your partner living and presenting and changing their name and being the opposite gender than you knew them to be, that might not work for you. And as much as I want you to support this person, because they're going through a lot of stuff right now and they need you, you do also have to think of yourself. I don't want you to destroy your own mental health on the altar of general trans support. You do need to look at your own life, what you need, your own self-care, Consider your partner, but consider yourself. And that's a tricky question. That's, we get this question a lot, honestly, is weighing what you need, what they need, what you want them to have, what you need from them. This is going to take a lot of communication. And what I hope for my cis listeners is that if this relationship doesn't work for you, you be honest with your partner but please be nice with your partner and please, if you can, be supportive of your partner. Be friends, be roommates, you might be co-parents. Like, this doesn't mean forever, over, forever and ever. You obviously bonded, matched, clicked. You were obviously, you were each other's people. Your partner's not going away they are getting better if that's that relationship that's not going to work for you okay but i would urge you if possible don't just abandon your trans partner entirely yeah i want to just add mm -hmm. it's important for you cis partner hear this from a trans girl mm. that someone who comes out to you is never trying to to hurt you mm -hmm. they're trying to open up themselves to you they're trying to be more honest our society carries with it so much shame in this mm -hmm. we're told you know our whole lives that this is a weird thing sick. this is sick this is perverted Ugh. this is shameful it's this wrong. is degrading Ugh. um that so many trans people bury this so deep within themselves because of that shame they carry with them. Mm -hmm. 
So when someone comes out to you, that's an act of courage and an act of trust. And an act of love. Yeah. yeah. They came to you. And that doesn't mean that you have to necessarily love the the fact. Mm-hmm. But that person hiding that is not them being dishonest. It's them dealing with that internally before they're able to come to you. Mm-hmm. It can take years for that. This is something that people are told to shut up about, mm-hmm. that it makes them a freak and that they are to push those feelings down. Mm-hmm. And it takes, it takes a lot of soul searching. It takes a lot of courage to come out. Someone who comes out to your partner, it may feel like a betrayal, but they are not trying to betray you mm-hmm. in any way. They're not trying to hurt you. That's probably the last thing they want to do. And it's probably the reason, one of the reasons that they haven't come out earlier mm-hmm. is for fear of hurting you. Mm-hmm. And that's just something I, I wanted to, I, I you know, I want you to be aware of. And then the other thing is that, like Kath said, dysphoria is real. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you think about transition and whether that you think that is a good thing or a valid thing or that society should accept this, whatever, you know, your religious beliefs about this, your social beliefs about this, your political beliefs about this, understand that the feeling of gender dysphoria, that is the feeling of not feeling comfortable and and feeling stress mm-hmm. and discomfort and despair and despair over your the gender that you were assigned that that is a real feeling it's a straight up fact and the entire medical community understands that that is a real feeling mm-hmm. whether you think transition is the way that society should allow people to do this and to deal with this dysphoria is real mm-hmm. and dysphoria is constant and it never goes away it can wax and wane. It can fluctuate, but it never goes away. Mm-hmm. And that may be something you don't realize. And one other quick thing. Sex and gender are different. Mm. Gender is a social contra- construct. You may not want to hear that. You may think that that's a bunch of Tumblr, left-wing snowflake. SJW. SJW, <laughs> ivory tower, <laughs> neo-Marxism, you know... Uh, postmodernism. It's true. <laughs> and the example I like to use is dogs. Dogs? Dogs have sexes. Mm-hmm. Male and female. Mm-hmm. Dogs don't have gender. Um, male dogs, female dogs, they have the same behavior mm-hmm. through and through. Mm-hmm. There is no gender in dogs. Mm-hmm. They all like to sniff butts mm-hmm. and run and play face bite and play fetch and roll around in crud and eat nasty things they're good at olfactory stuff yeah they're bad at calculus yes and yes and they have no gender gender is something society has just has adopted and don't come at me with dogs in pink dresses because you know who's doing (laughs) that the dog didn't go shopping for that dress yeah um so those are just three things that i i just want you to be aware of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's there there is hard concrete proven repeatable verifiable data supporting gender dysphoria is is a literal physical thing it is as real as a migraine headache and probably worse in some ways yeah so 
so I, I do want to take that question off the table. Are they confused? Are they spending too much time online? Are they hanging out with that new art teacher too much? I don't know what people think of. If someone reports gender dysphoria, they have gender dysphoria. Just please just yeah. go no, with that. No one's risking everything in their life for the fun of it. <laughs> Because it's cool and hip to be trans now. Yeah. What's the word? Trans-trender? Trans-trans-trender. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a thing. Don't worry about that. It is real. Move on to the part where you need to think about what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And this is where communication comes in handy. And even if you weren't super communicative before, now's a great time to start because you got something to talk about. And you have your own feelings to talk about. You might need some time to process and think and just not think about it for a while and just figure out where you are. But your partner is being honest about this for the first time. And that's amazing. And that's also an opportunity for you to be honest. Don't be rude. You can be honest and be nice. But... Be honest with what you need and how you're feeling. And if you're just confused or mad or whatever, talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, the transgender person coming out Mm -hmm. doesn't get to be the only one with feelings and needs. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And and some people may, you know, transition's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Some people may... um, you know, let it take over. And it's, it, there are two people in a relationship. Yeah. The, the least most common relationships. The large majority of relationships are two and people. And you, as that partner, get time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you get to express yourself. Mm-hmm. You get to feel your feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's not all about the partner. Because you're dealing with this too. Yeah. And if a partner is not letting you feel those things, you need to speak up about it. Yeah. Because, by the way, trans people are not all saints. Some of them can be jerks Some sometimes. And, you know, you can call them out for that. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let someone's transition take up all the air in the room. Right. Right. Um, you're you're a, a, an equally important and fully valid part of this relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe the relationship won't last. And it makes me sad to say that, but it is true. It's a big change. Maybe it won't. Your opinion, your decision, your thoughts and your feelings matter just as much as those of your trans partner. So I want you to do everything you can to just listen to yourself. Get a sense of how you're feeling. I know a lot of this is not necessarily easy because a lot of us are trying to do what we're supposed to do. You're supposed to be cisgender. You're supposed to be heterosexual. You're supposed to stay in your marriage or your long-term relationship. Sometimes it doesn't work like that. And you need to figure out what's best for you, for your relationship. If there's kids involved, you do have to think about what's best for them, too. 
And since this is hard and not necessarily intuitive, I urge you so strongly, if you need to, if you're stuck, talk to a professional. There are counselors who can be just objective sounding boards, maybe have a little expertise on the topic, maybe not. There are family and marriage counselors. Do your homework, find someone to talk to. It can make all the difference in the world. And I should say in finding that therapist, you, you're you probably going to get better results from someone who is impartial mm-hmm. and objective. Mm-hmm. And you may have very strong religious beliefs, uh-huh. uh, but a religious counselor who believes that being transgender is morally wrong is not objective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You may go in there and win, (laughs) (laughs) and the counselor will be on your side the whole time, but Mm -hmm. that's not going to be productive, Mm -mm. Um, and that's not going to really help you either. It actually brings you right back to square one. It is counterproductive. So objective is good. Someone who's willing to take neither side and and listen to you both and help you both. That's Mm going to be the way to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have a sort of related question Yeah, just for the last few minutes of the episode where someone was talking about how they began transitioning a little over a year ago. It didn't pass very well, but I just dealt with it. I got misgendered, a lot of dysphoria. They're looking into facial feminization mm-hmm. surgery. During this whole process, they met someone, they clicked, they're together the the person they met she proposed they're good to go everything's awesome but they disagree on the surgery she is adamantly against me having any surgery both facial and bottom surgery she loves how i look and tells me how beautiful i am i don't see that what now i i have very strong feelings about this mm-hmm. but i'll let you answer first you're the partner. The partner doesn't get to make medical decisions. But I'm glad you. we agree on this. Like, let me let me put my head in a different space. I'm just going to try and think. Your face is pretty. I love your junk. It's great that you're transitioning, but don't change those. I would wonder what's going on with that yeah your partner might be afraid of surgery in general you know why because it's weird and scary so that makes a lot of sense and okay let's talk about that let's focus on that let's work on that but ultimately nobody gets to make medical decisions for you period no and i hope it wouldn't come down to it's either me or the surgeries I would hate for that to be the choice. I mean, the only time I would say that is if, like, you're getting excessive plastic surgeries. Or, like, experimental, or you're doing, like, medical tourism to shady places. Yeah, I think in some, you know, the circumstances of the surgery, Mm -hmm. rather than surgery necessarily. Yeah. But, yeah, you make your own medical decisions. Bodily autonomy is crucial. Mm -hmm. And... Your partner may say, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're beautiful. Your partner is not doesn't feel what you feel every day looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And doesn't 
live through getting misgendered every day. Yeah. Not... And the stress and the risk that that entails. And we're not, we partners, we are not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Objective. Because we love our person. And that influences how we perceive them visually. Yeah. I think. I hope not, because I think you're super pretty. Ma, thank you. But I want to say I know you're super pretty. You think I'm what's... super pretty, but I, I I, also hate the way I look, especially, you know, like my profile or mm-hmm. my brows and my eyes being in deep, deep caves. <laughs> my weird nose. Like... Your nose is adorable, but I don't get to say that. Yeah. I don't have the final word. I can provide that opinion if you're ever interested in hearing it. thank you. But it's not my call. I I think that there is sort of a distinction Mm -hmm. between... There are certain situations where a mental health issue is present. Mm. Or... Like has said, a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean like a phobia or a or... mental health? Well, a mental health issue, like someone who's say anorexic, okay, or yes. dealing with an eating disorder, yes, and they, you know, may see something in the mirror that makes them that triggers that anxiety and body dysmorphia, yeah, instead of body dysphoria, yeah, and so there are. There are some some things like that mm-hmm. um, that I think there would be some legitimate concerns. Yeah, if someone is close and, to put, if putting themselves in danger in the case of an eating disorder yeah. or going through significant unnecessary risk in the case of excessive plastic surgery or shady procedures like yeah, like unlicensed That's, things or compromising their own yeah. safety and health. Yes, those are legitimate health concerns where you could sit someone down and say you are doing this wrong yeah but if someone's going to a licensed therapist yeah to get ffs you've got to like go to a licensed person get letters from i had to get letters from like two therapists and a medical doctor so this is not something like you don't just walk in off the street no it's not like a manicure yeah this is not getting you know a lip tuck or whatever they do can you tuck a lip <laughs> i don't know i'm just <laughs> yeah, um this is not a facelift yes yes this is something that you are vetted quite a bit on mm-hmm. it and- is surgery you are going under general anesthesia like that's that's not a huge risk but it is a risk and they're not going to just do that for no reason yeah and and the trans community has to deal with a lot of gatekeeping still mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah i think the important thing is as a partner you may have an opinion, mm-hmm. you know, you may say, well, I think you're great as you are, but to be adamant and say no yeah. to something. Um, you don't get to do that. No. That's not your call. I think you can state an opinion, but then ultimately, no, you should not be making medical decisions for someone Mm-mm. unless they have signed a medical proxy naming you. As their medical proxy, mm-hmm. and they are currently incapacitated, <laughs> you are not to be making medical decisions for them. So, slightly related, 
do they even get an opinion? I think everyone's bound to have opinions. Oh, they're bound to have it. But do you get to have it? You know, like, do you even get to put that on the table? I don't know. I asked you your opinion. Yeah. Because I was concerned. About surgery. Yeah, because I'll... Assuming I ever get this damn FFS. <laughs> um, a lot of it. I have a lawyer now. Um, helping me navigate We'll, we'll this. give you updates when we have them. Um, I was worried because I'll look different. Mm. I mean, you know, the eyes will still be there. still be my eyes. The window mm-hmm. to the soul. But I'll look a little different. And, you know, that's... And I'm the one who has to look at you all You're day. You're the one who has to look at me all day. <laughs> And so that's, you know, and you have to spend a month with me looking like a mummy. Yeah. And so, or at least bruised up like mm-hmm. a mummy, then a prize fighter. <laughs> and, you know, your opinion mattered to me. I would have heard your opinion. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It depends on the person, depends on the partner. I think they get to have an opinion, but they don't get to make the decision. They don't get to veto your decision. Listen to your partner. Cis partners, offer your opinion, unless they tell you, no thanks, opinion not wanted. But, no, I think it's an important part of being communicative and talking Mm -hmm. and knowing. And, okay, so what are your concerns about surgery? Oh, it might turn out badly and I'd have to go in again. Or there might be problems with recovery or anesthesia or the expense like talk to each other hash it out you know none of this should be nuclear none of this should be something you're afraid to discuss because it's important it's major and to be honest it's kind of interesting like don't be afraid of this stuff talk to each other yeah i hope that helps definitely get in touch If you think we skipped over something or didn't consider something, because this is, this is a big one. We get asked this a lot. We get asked about the relationship. Will the relationship survive? I don't want to risk the relationship. Well, the relationship is over. I wish I hadn't come out at all. We, we hear the whole, the whole gamut. And we hear from a lot of really happy couples who stayed together through this. Like, we are not the only ones. And... I would never tell a trans person to stay in the closet forever for the sake of preserving their relationship. At the very least, talk to your partner. Yeah. Because that's... For you to just suffer like that for your whole life, you get a life. You get this. And you only get one. Like... Yeah. Why Why would you miss your chance? I know every single reason in the world is why yeah. you miss your chance. I get it. And like Kath said, we get the relationship question a lot. Every relationship is different. Mm-hmm. So we can't sit here in podcast land and go, well, you need to do X, Y, Z and everything will work out perfectly. Eh, it's all different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I will say one. Respect each other treat each other the way you would want to be treated Mm -hmm. that's a huge thing and listen to each other and there may not be a good outcome it may not be destined to 
to last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at least, you know, maybe it'll end as amicably as possible if mm-hmm. it does end. Mm-hmm. If you don't let that darkness creep in, don't let that jerk thing you want to say yeah. happen. Treat each other the way you want to be treated and, and always keep that ear open to listen. Mm-hmm. Right? Know that feelings are always valid. Mm-hmm. Your feelings are always valid. The actions you take because of those feelings may be jerky actions that are, <laughs> that are destructive. And that includes the words that those feelings um, might, yeah, might elicit. Mm-hmm. But those feelings are real. Feelings are real. They're, they're what we feel. You can't change that. It's never wrong to feel feelings. It is wrong sometimes to let those feelings allow us to do destructive right. or mean spirited things. Mm-hmm. Just you get to be mad and yeah. sad and confused. You get it. You get to do yeah. that. That's a very normal, healthy reaction to some kind of news like this. But you also are a goddamn grown up and you work on it and you deal with it in a mature way. You don't scream and break yeah. things and punch walls and you know, come on, grow up. Yeah. So we're hoping that Things work out as best they can in your situation. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can really say. Yeah. Talk to anyone. Talk to someone professional if you need to. Psychology Today, you can go online. They list therapists and psychologists according to state and region and country. Mm-hmm. There are resources out there. If you have health insurance, mm-hmm. it helps. check your provider directory. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, there may be free services in your area. Yeah. And uh, it'd be good to look into those. Mm-hmm. So please get in touch if we missed anything, if we skipped anything, if we forgot anything. But I hope the love you have for each other will help you figure out a healthy and happy way through this. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. All right. I'll talk to you next time. And uh, yeah, sorry to end it on a bleakish note, but... <laughs> You know, as the original thing said, life is shitty sometimes, but we soldier on. Yes. So everyone out there, keep soldiering on, keep rebelling. Talk to y'all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. We have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards, including drinks with the gender rebels at Stonewall. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. And send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at the gender rebels music for the gender rebels is by jasper the colossal follow the link down below or download them on itunes today and for all our episodes visit genderrebels.com the gender rebels is a comeback production copyright 2019 all rights reserved and to all you gender rebels out there keep rebelling bye bye Hey, Faith, do you have any interesting Instagram communications you'd like to start today off with? Can you redo that? Do you have any interesting communications you'd like to start today off with?
What the fuck? Go again. You talked over me. When you started the second time, you were I was still talking, so you're not going to get a clean edit. Have you been watching YouTube again? Do you have any interesting listener communications you'd like to start off with? I do. Uh, I do. I have a, a fun one. 